Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the PIN 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. And good Tuesday afternoon. It is uh, show number 196 for may 24th so welcome into sports lounge live we do have a busy show so uh chris is going to tell us the agenda and then away we go okay yes it's a it's a it's gotten cool we had our you know we went from spring to summer and back to i don't know late winter early spring i don't know this weather is nuts we had one hot day and they they lied to us they told us it's going to be 93 both saturday and sunday started heat advisory at eight o'clock on saturday morning it only got up to 84 was never that hot on saturday and then it did get to 93 on sunday but the whole thing was overhyped as often happens along the coast not easy to tell but anyway we've got our agenda here and we got our panel of course then we have of, uh, um, the Preakness we will talk about. We will talk about the PGA uh, tournament. We've been, you know, this is the time of year for major events, you know, uh, tennis or, or horse racing or whatever. NBA we will talk about, NHL, uh, baseball, NFL, uh, NASCAR. Robert will talk about that during his panel. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, college uh, sports, of course. There was a little bit of back and forth on that. And tennis I'll talk about on my panel, so I'll start with that. Naomi Osaka is already out of the French Open. She lost in the first round yesterday, and she says she may not um, play at Wimbledon because no rankings are being earned at Wimbledon this year because the Russians can't play. So it's almost like, uh, you know, if you had a camp and the and uh, one of the cabins was quarantined for some, you know, virus or something, you can't have a color war, you can't do the activity. I don't know. Don't, it's not the Russian players' fault that they can't play, but Wimbledon has decided that they're not going to, you know, hurt anybody's feelings and have the rankings changed based on Wimbledon. So it's going to be kind of be a big exhibition. Uh, and those uh, uh, in uh, in France, there's no Williamses, either uh, Serena or uh, or uh, Venus. Venus. And Venus is now uh, 42, and uh, Serena... Oh, uh, Serena's, uh, Venus is going to be 42, Yeah, Serena will be 41 in That's September. correct. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so they're, I mean, they're getting old enough that they've got to think about maybe retiring. But I mean, yeah. they're neither of them went to France. I know they've had some injuries and this and that, but uh, neither of them went to France. So anyway, but my panel is about this crazy basketball series that the Celtics and Heat are having. With probably uh, somebody will get this statistic at some point. Probably the least amount of lead changes in a four-game series uh, that you've ever seen, because you know, I, occasionally you've had comebacks. Like, okay, in game one, the Celtics got up by thirteen, the Heat came back and won it. But there was like probably one or two lead changes around that time. In in the um, in game two, 
the uh, heat got up by about 10. The Sullies came back and won it by, uh, I don't know, 20-something, whatever, 25. And again, maybe one or two lead changes at that point. Game three, the heat led all the way, actually, even though the Sullies came back from 26 behind to get within one. And then in game four, I think the Celtics led all the way last night to win by 20. So this has been a very strange series and because it's got more to do with health. This is like a, a, a you're watching a football game where this player leaves and he comes back and he leaves and comes back. And we'll talk about it in more detail, but I, I don't think I've ever seen this strange a series. And I think the Celtics are the better team when everybody's healthy, but everybody won't be healthy. We know that. But actually, the Heat have more. We, we, Celtics have been staying out of games more. The Heat have been kind of playing parts of games. But the Heat are probably less healthy than the Celtics right now. So I think the Celtics are going to win it, but who the heck knows? Anyway, Rick, the host to be named later, Rick Swan is next. Hello. Um, I haven't been doing a whole lot this week, a little bit of yard work and stuff. we got big family cookout coming out this weekend. All right. Um, Chris was talking about the Celtics series, and I actually do have the figures. There's been four lead changes in the series so far. Oh, in four games. And, wow. Yeah, and it's and it's it's crazy. It's Well, yesterday's game, the, the um, Miami Heat starters totaled 18 points of the whole game. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I just, the Celtics just, I don't know, they... They look very good when they have to win a game, but it seems like they let down after that. I don't know. You know, they had a game three with 24 turnovers. That's crazy. They're like Dr. Um, Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah, yeah. It just it, it's got to be motivated, and it shouldn't be that way in the playoffs. You should be ready for every game. Um, and then even the hockey, some of the hockey playoffs are strange. You know, the, you don't usually get a huge home ice advantage in the hockey playoffs. Carolina's played 10 games this year, and the home the home team's won every game. Yeah. That's strange. Um so uh, not much uh, going. I, I did want to give a uh, Memorial Day weekend coming up. I wanted to give a shout out to um to the people who who you know made their greatest sacrifice so we can sit around and talk sports and we can have this family cookout this weekend. I don't want to ever forget them. So thank you to them. And that's about all I have. What's up with you, Perry? It's rainy here today in the middle of the country. It's uh, not heavy rain, but it's light rain and. Um, the I-Cubs are fortunately for them on the road. They are in Memphis. So, uh, at least they don't have to deal with it this week, but, um, I guess, uh, Sean, Kim Mulkey won't be too happy. Her son was sent back to Memphis. Kramer Robertson for the Cardinals was sent back to Memphis and, uh, he's now playing third base. Well, we know with the Cardinals, he won't be playing third base up there anytime soon. So, um, I would bet that won't make the LSU women's basketball coach very happy because her son was was re-optioned to AAA. He was up in the majors for a while, but um, <clears throat> I would suspect in baseball we're going to start to see trades over the next month, month and a half. And sadly, I think the Cubs will be among the team's trading players. And uh, we will see how all that works out. And uh, I kind of hate to see... The I-Cubs team split up at this point. You know, you feel good for players going up, but I kind of feel bad for the team to be split up. They're playing pretty well right now, so you know how that goes. But uh, it's about developing players, not winning in the minor leagues. So that's what they would say there. And The Hawkeyes will play college baseball late tomorrow night. They play at 9 o'clock Central Time in Omaha in the Big Ten Tournament. So let's hope that they do well and – with that, Bill, we'll throw it to you. All right. Well, thank you very much. And we don't have to worry about the Reds trading everybody away. They got their jump on you. They've already done it pretty much. <laughs> so <laughs> they've demolished their team already. So we don't have to go through that again. And I don't. Well, I, suppose they, they could, I suppose they'll be, make some minor moves, maybe. Well, uh, 
you know, maybe they could trade the prospects that nobody wanted that they got. Who knows? Would but, they, Bill, would they consider, do you think, trading Joey Votto? Well, they'd probably trade him right now. But I think he deserves to be traded because you know, yeah, he'll never win. Right, but the po- but the point of that the point of that is though, Robert, he has a complete no trade. Right, and, he does. Yeah. And so if he wants to finish his career in Cincinnati, he can say, "I don't wish to be traded." That I know. And he's paid twenty five million dollars a year. So if they could trade him, they would have done it, but they can't. So. They're stuck with him. But he did hit a game-running home run on Sunday. He came off the DL. I, he was the only one I've ever seen be on the DL for three or four weeks with COVID. I think there's more go- going on there, but who knows? I wonder with him, what they say he was hitting last night? I think Pat Hughes said he was hitting a buck seventy or yeah. something like that. You wonder if it was more on the, on the list for you know just giving him time to catch his breath than anything else. Well, he's almost 40. If he don't know how to do it by now, um, who knows? But we've got that going on this weekend, of course, the Indy 500. We're just commenting, of course, with Scott Dixon being on the poll at 234.006. The way they've diluted the poll down, now it's not the top 33 because there's only 33 cars that entered so everybody was guaranteed a spot so it's not like the old days where there was bumping so then then they get to where they had a you know they they did the first 33 well then they said well, well that's not good enough we'll bring nine of them back and we'll have a second day and they can do a redo and then we'll take the top nine well they thought that was good but then this year now they did it with the top 12 and then they split it down to do the top six so you had to qualify once second time third time to see who was going to be on the poll so And the weather conditions very much vary here at Indy, so you never know what exactly is going to happen. But so we got that done in the poll, and so we'll see. But the Indy 500 is so diluted. I mean, there's not, there used to be on radio everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I could go to New England, I could find stations to carry it. Nobody runs it here. Yeah. And nobody, nobody runs it here. Yeah. It's just... Really, the only place you can hear it anymore is Sirius XM. Sirius? Or WIBC and the fan in Indy. Yeah. You can hear it yeah. there. Yeah, they don't block it, but still... Now, now, Bill, will they... Will I assume there'll be a lot of stuff on the radio about the Indy 500 this week? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, 93.5, the fan, 107. They'll be doing a lot of it. They always do replays of old races the night before. Yeah, those are good. Those an are hour, good. Right, an hour right. on each race, yeah. Yeah, so... I heard the, pre, I heard the pre-race coverage starts at 5 a.m. is what I, on a Sunday. It does, because the morning teams usually go out there, and or they get somebody, and there's always a lot of traffic. And, you know, anytime you get... Three to four hundred thousand people. Oh yeah, you know, in one area, that's a that's a lot of people. That's the only time it's good to be back in Indies around race time, and then it's time to go back to Florida. 
But so anyway, that's what's going on from my. Oh, we did sign Nick Foles, too. So we'll see how that's going to work. But you guys can talk more about that. I say they have nothing to lose. I mean, you know. What do they got to lose? If if they want to pay him, um, they paid for worse. Let me tell you. And so now we'll go to Robert. Well, um, summer has officially arrived here. We're supposed to have our first triple-digit day here today. So our air conditioner is finally getting some use. Um, as far as racing on Sunday, um Ryan Blaney won the all-star race on Sunday, and there's really not it's, – it's NASCAR's version of the baseball all-star game, the Pro Bowl, and NBA all-star game, and NHL all-star game. That's, that's basically what it is. The winner gets yep. a, a million dollars, and that's about it. So, um, Do they um, do as much aggressive driving as they do when they're really going for points in the, in the standings, I, or, or no, do they kind of no, no, drive around like they're on a Sunday drive on the expressway? No, they, it, it's safety first, uh, Chris, when it comes to the all-star race. They don't want to damage any of the equipment or anything. So, you know, it's one of those kind of deals. But Sunday is a major race day all the way around because I know we don't talk Formula One, but we have the Monaco, Monte Carlo Grand Prix for Formula One Sunday morning. Then we have the Indianapolis 500. And then Sunday night we have the Coca-Cola 600. So where's uh, that? They, Atlanta is the Coke. Where's that? Atlanta? Atlanta? Is that what the Coke? Charlotte. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. And that's, that's a long that's, race, 600. That's wow. A, that's a, that's the longest race of the year. So yeah. Sunday is a major day for racing. But anyway, let's go to Texas and see what Sean has to offer on his brand new telephone. Go ahead, Sean. I'm in, Sean. Oh, we can't hear him. Hello, Sean. <laughs> Where do you go? Oh, brand new telephone. Oh uh, well. Gee, uh, do we move on? Are you hearing know. me now? Yes. yes. There you go. go ahead. Okay, there it's we are. Ready for prime time. Okay. Go ahead. No, it was not ready. Good intro. I walked back, but that's weird. All right. Well, <laughs> I I went to the. Uh, there, it's got dead spots here. So, but anyway, uh, what doesn't have dead spots? Yes, like I said, we'll be talking. You can contact us uh, at sports lounge at allthingsradio.net or 773-572-7715 or 800-693-0595 option two so let's get on we got a couple big events in this weekend yes, well, before, we we, okay. before we do that before we do that chris we have uh and i assume he's going to want to talk about one of these and that's going to be jerry so jerry i'll bet i'll bet you want to talk about the freakness i sure do that was uh quite a race uh I don't know. Early voting, man, was the winner. In case you guys, uh, anybody listening out there, missed it. Um, my I wonder if any Repub- Jerry, do we know if any Republicans bet on early voting? You know, I'll bet they did. Like I'll bet they did. You know. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Jerry. I was a Republican that bet on. Epic. There you go. All right. Who'd you bet on? No, wait a minute. Who'd you bet on, Jerry? Epicenter. Epi- no. Yeah, but I meant early voting because you know Republicans don't like that so much. There you well, they go. Did, well, apparently they do this year in Georgia. It's up by 180 percent. Well, there you Whoa, go. Okay, but that was quite a race. I thought uh, uh, Epicenter finished second. Uh, I think I'm going to get uh, about seven dollars. My brother said uh, he put okay. the, the OTB. Uh, I had Epicenter to win, and I had uh, oh, that sim- simplification. Right. And I had uh, Happy 
Happy Jack. Oh, happy yeah. Jack. Who knows where he ended up? He wasn't, no, quite, so, he wasn't quite so happy at the end of the race. Did, they, did Now, that's seven bucks. Is that another seven bucks? Because you got about seven from the Derby, too, right? Yep. So you're raking it in, is what I'm trying to find out here. Yeah, I don't know how, how, how they figure it out, but he went to the OTB, uh, and, and he put the money down for me, and that's what it's going to average. I think what we're hearing is, I'm not hearing that Epicenter is not going to run in the Belmont, so maybe Epicenter, you know, I'm not sure about that. Maybe Maybe he will or he won't. I'm not sure. Triple crown of second finishes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, creative, creative minister finished third. Correct. Uh, does anybody know why Zandon didn't run in the Preakness? No, I didn't he hear did that. He did so well in nope. the Derby. Maybe he's saving for the Belmont, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But early Honestly. voting, one after not running, as we said, in the, in the Derby, and uh, Rich Strike not there and going to run in the Belmont, and Epicenter was second. Uh, Chad Brown was the uh, trainer. And Seth uh, Klarman was the owner and uh, uh, for uh, early voting. And it was a one-and-a-half length victory. Jose Ortiz was the jockey. Um, let's see. And it was Ortiz's first Preakness. And, and owner, these owner and trainer won with, uh, with in uh, two, 2017 with cloud computing. So And, uh, and it was uh, Brown's second Preakness, as I said. He and Klarman won with cloud computing. And then we have... Uh, they, the they, uh, owner grew up within uh, a few um, blocks of uh, of uh, Pimlico in, in um, Baltimore, uh, but he's a, an investor in the Fenway uh, Sports Group, the John Henry Group. So, uh, and but he's uh, from Baltimore, and he was his 63rd birthday that day. So that's pretty good uh, birthday present. So there you go. And uh, it was 147th Preakness, and it was 90 degrees when it started. So that was, uh, you know, quite a day for for down there in Maryland. Okay. Well, let's get Anything. let's get to another investor in the Sports Lounge Live Group. Uh, Pierre, yeah. want to unmute, and we would hear from you. By the way, Pierre, it is um, Alabama five, Georgia three, top of the ninth. After it's going to turn out to be not a six-hour game, but with the rain delays, it's going to be close to that. Wow. <clears throat> but uh, So I, I would be surprised if we get four games in tonight. Probably not, right. Hello, Pierre. Well, I just wanted to ask Robert if they, if okay. they, if they drove so carefully during the race tonight, why half the field get torn up? Oh, well, Pierre, uh, that's what I was told. I didn't watch it. Uh, I was told that... I watched it. it. I, I watched okay. it. There were there a ton of wrecks. Okay. Well... And somebody gave me misinformation. And then, and then at the end of the race, there were some questions on whether the guy that won really should have won. Okay. But I didn't get to see the last 10 laps because my electricity went off. Just went <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Why did your electricity go off, Pierre? I don't know. I guess thunderstorms or whatever. Yeah. Okay. The storms that we had Saturday night. Yeah, right. you never you know. Some- right. But I got my generator. I don't worry about it. <laughs> that's right that's right so now, um, now for those who here and i retired just briefly about the, the baseball tournament if you do want to listen to the sec baseball tournament it starts at 9 30 central uh for the next two days and i'm not sure what time on friday but you can do so by telling your device to play sec radio network from tune in and once they come on, they generally just stay on all day. So if you want to listen to some college baseball, you can do so that way. Now, if they get behind on this tournament, how does it work, uh, uh, Perry? Because you've got I have no, I have no idea because the radio guys said they didn't have any idea. Yeah, because what I'm saying is the selection show is Monday. So they've yes. got to have this kind of settled by Monday. Well, Friday they, the do, Friday they do have a little bit of leeway because you only have two games on Friday. So you can you hope to get 
all of your games in by Thursday night and then you get that, you know, yeah. that morning yeah. game off. But I suppose if they had to, they could play a morning game on Friday, you know, to make it up. And right. uh, I, it's not unheard of that they would start a game as late as 11 o'clock at night. I don't think they like to start any game after 11 o'clock central time, but they, I suppose they could play four games yeah. and start one, but frankly, there's still rain down there. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if they can even get four games in today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the PGA was uh, held and, uh, and there was a real, there was a situation where it was sort of actually the globe had a whole separate article about the guy who blew the lead Mito Pereira from uh, the Philippines. Chile. I mean, Chile, Chile. I'm sorry. He had a, a, a one-stroke lead with two holes to go. He, he had a uh, one-stroke lead with one hole to go, and he double bogeyed. And he that way he missed the three-way playoff that there was. And uh, they, they were saying he would have been the first Chilean to win the uh, tur- tournament and they really put golf on the map in uh, Chile, and he was not able to do it. And it would have won all kinds of qualifying things and, you know, been in, uh, able to be in these. Uh, but he would have been in the uh, – Playoff with Zella Torres and uh, Justin Thomas, who ended up winning the tournament. And uh, Pereira had a, uh, a three-stroke lead going into Sunday, too. And Thomas came from uh, seven strokes back, and he was behind six other players when he started on, on Sunday. And he was the... Uh, he won the PGA in 2017, and he's now number five in the world. And uh, John Mahaffey in 1978 also won the PGA for after being seven strokes behind going into the final day. And uh, Will Zalatoris, uh, you know, was, has been now had five top ten uh, finishes without having, uh, you know, of eight. He's been in eight majors. He's had five top ten finishes, and he hasn't won any yet. So, and the, the record, uh, he's now tied the record because Ernie L's, uh, won it in his ninth one. So uh, that, you know, so he's been a bridesmaid quite a bit, you know, in the top 10. And that, you know, it's pretty good. You know, a lot of times we've done the obituaries of some of these golfers and they're fairly famous, but top 10 in the majors isn't that easy to get. And, uh, you no. know, he's only been around a few years and he's done, and, you know, five of them. And this year, Chris, he was second in the Masters and now second at the PGA. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, uh, and let's see what I think there was something else I was going to mentioned uh let's see uh, uh tiger woods oh tiger yes problem. tiger left the tournament he had cut, made the cut apparently but he left uh, because he was starting to have pain so uh he ended up not staying staying in the tournament so that was and i know now the original plan when he played the masters was that he wasn't going to play the pga and he was going to go and do the british hope uh, wasn't he wasn't didn't he say he'd do the yeah british? he yeah. he was going to do that but i think a lot of it because it's in tulsa he said i want to try and uh, okay. and he's and he'd won that tournament before when that when it's been at that course so okay you know. yeah and, so, okay. Uh, and he, he said and he before, is go ahead, oh, go ahead John sorry I was just going to say Zalatoris is going to play U.S. Open by the way yeah he is yeah. going to play okay and Tiger said before the tournament I don't know if things have changed now but he said he was looking forward to going to Massachusetts playing the Open but now with his leg giving him trouble I don't know if he's going to be yeah. there now or not I have okay. not heard anything. Recently, I've not heard anything. So. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, this. That's a tough course. I mean, the, the Country Club is a tough course. It's got narrow fairways because, of course, it's right in the middle of the city, and uh, so it's not an easy course to play. And you can have your win. So, you know, it's a historic course. Of course, we had the the Ryder Cup in '99 there, uh, where all the where they said that people were acting like it was Fenway Park and making too much noise and all that other stuff. And then we used to have the uh, every uh, 25 years they had the U.S. Open there 
in uh, in the two I remember sixty three with Julius Boris eighty eight I know they had a playoff I think Nick Faldo won it but they used to uh, celebrate the fact that this guy Francis Wimet had won it in two thousand thirteen they used to come back every twenty five years but that got off the board but they will be back uh, you know this uh, this coming uh, well Father's Day weekend is you know yep. about a month away so yep. uh, they'll be back at the Country Club you have to say it that way it's like the game in Harvard you know the <laughs> Country Club. So anyway, yeah. Okay. So any more on the uh, PGA or any golf uh, items here? Uh, no. I think that's it. No, that's no it. Greg Norm, no Greg Norman stuff. So he didn't say anything stupid this week. So and no Phil okay. Mickelson, no Greg Norman, no nothing like that. So. So, oh, but but uh, I think uh, next Tuesday we have the the showdown with uh, Brady and Rogers versus Mahomes and Josh Allen. Uh, that'll be uh, on June 1st, June 1st. Yeah. Uh, oh, next Wednesday, next Wednesday. Okay. Thank you, Robert. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so now I guess we can go to the NBA and yeah. uh, we've yeah. got the two I think we have a raised like, hand, don't we? We do, we do not. Oh, I thought I saw a Dick's hand. Maybe he was in. Well, Dick, if you want to raise your hand, feel Dick free. Dick is here, but I don't think he has his hand up yet. Okay. If he yeah. wants to, he can. But the NBA, uh, again, this Celtics series, uh, I, as I outlined, it's been crazy. Not too many lead changes. We did have a close game on Saturday night. It was a six-point finish, and Celtics were within a couple of points, within one point with about three minutes to go, something like that. And so, you know, and that was after uh, all kinds of turnovers that they made, and then they were, but they were at the line all the time. I mean, it, I, I've never seen a playoff game like that. It was so crazy, and, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Butler had to leave the game. Uh, he, he wasn't available for the second half. So right now, the injury uh, people on the Celtics, the big ones on the Celtics list, are Robert Williams and Marcus Smart. Now, Robert Williams played last night. Smartly, they got him out in uh, early because they were ahead. And what we're getting with Robert Williams is we're getting now, instead of the 50% Robert Williams we're getting in the Milwaukee series, we're getting the 75% Robert Williams, uh, who's now uh, doing a lot more when he's in there than he was, a lot more like he was before he got hurt. But he is coming off this uh, in, this uh, surgery, and so you know you can't expect him to be 100% all the time. So I think the deal is, uh, chances are he will play, I would think, tomorrow night. Marcus Smart, his ankle had swollen up. He did come back and play on it on Saturday, but then it was uh, swollen up last night. They got the win. Uh, I don't know what they're going to say about him for tomorrow. But Miami has more more problems than that. You've got uh, Kyle Lowry, who's working with a hamstring injury, and he's not able to jump. That's what they kept saying on the radio. So he's not uh, really effective. Jimmy Butler still coming off a knee injury, and that actually, I guess, was sustained against the Hawks in the first round. So he's been nursing that. Uh, you've got... Um, Tyler Hero didn't play last night at all, and when, whether he's going to play again. And then I think you have uh, P.J. Tucker, who did a really great job on Tatum, has also got in- injury problems. So really, the Miami uh, injury situation is more severe than the Celtics, even though and then what the Celtics have been doing is holding the guys out, whereas Miami's trying to play them, and uh, except for Hero. Basically, he's been the only one that's missed a game. So their strategy is to try to get as much out of him each night, whereas what the Celtics are doing, uh, you know, is sort of giving him a rest. So uh, Williams didn't play on Saturday. Smart didn't play uh, uh, last night. You know, this week, uh, this again, we don't know. I think Williams will be back again Wednesday because he only played 19 minutes. And Smart, if he feels well, will play. I mean, it's not uh, a chronic injury like Williams. They're trying to nurse him through because he's coming off the surgery. Smart is just if the swelling goes down, he'll play and he'll play until he's injured again. But he doesn't get injured injured a lot because he's like a football player out there so um but it's it's really a, a battle of attrition and that's why it's kind of hard to get a feel for it but i think the Celtics are going to win it because i think they're just a little bit healthier tyler hero go ahead sean uh tyler hero is day-to-day i believe 
Okay, we'll see. When yeah. he comes Aren't back. we yeah. all? <laughs> we are. Yeah. We are. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, uh, Chris. Watching this series, I I, uh, I think you're right. But uh, now, is Grant uh, Robert Williams? Uh, is he injury prone, or is this his no. first major? Well, well, no, no, wait a minute. You, you don't think he's injury prone? Well, he's no. had. He did have. I mean, I, I. Okay, this was his first major injury. I think he's yeah, been out two or three games here and there. They all do I during heard the regular a talk season. show earlier in the a talk show earlier in the year saying I think it was I think he had never played more than nine games in a row. Really? No. Yeah. Okay, well, that sounds yeah. like somebody who's injury prone then. <laughs> yeah, he has not played. He has not played more than nine. Yeah, he's very injury prone. Yeah, he was around a lot during their good streak though this year. You know, this time when the, you know yeah. the January through March, he was he really seemed to be in there a lot. Marcus Smart, you could say he's injury prone, but he's always diving and going crazy on the floor. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that happens. But uh, anyway, but I don't, I don't know. You know, Grant Williams has been uh, doing real well. Al Horford's been doing real well. Tatum's been up and down. Uh, you know, it's it's just been uh, Brown really did well on Saturday night. Didn't do a whole lot last night, but uh, again, if you get the lead for the most part, you're going to win. You know, uh, the, the okay, the first two games, if you got the lead early, you didn't win because the Celtics got up to th- by 13 and Miami got up by 10, and it was the other way around. Miami won, and then the Celtics won. Then this other game, it was it was these last two. Miami took the big lead and ended up holding on to win, and the Celtics uh, basically blew them out last night. You know, it was a 20 pointer, but they're up by 32. But their offense wasn't good. You know, they still weren't playing that well offensively, no. but their defense was suffocating. And with the Miami injuries, that's what really clamped down on them, too. Yeah, well, the, I think Miami, you know, after the first quarter they had, they, they pretty much sat everybody down and said, well, we won one in Boston, and we got yeah. some injured players. Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, well, Rick, after yeah. the first quarter, they only had 11 points. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. You, I'm you also can't. starting to think that um, that not, not so much for scoring or any one thing, but just for being steady in leadership. I'm really beginning to think that Al Horford is the, is the leader of this team. Yeah. Yeah, well, he he has never been to the finals. You know, he's been in the league for you know fourteen years or so. Never been to the finals, and he's getting close. So he's uh, yep. yeah, he can smell it. So we'll see if uh, what they can do here. But they, of course, it's two two. They've got a game uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday night in Miami, Friday night back here, and then a game seven on Sunday night if necessary. So right. Anyway, Robert. By the way, uh, just for uh, just for the benefit of callers, I know Dick did raise his hand kind of in the middle of the Celtic succession, and then uh, yeah. Dick left the meeting. Uh, so if you guys raise your hand, just understand. Like we'll get to you kind of when we get to you know past a point of of a certain dis- a so like right stop. now like right now I would have called on <laughs> on Dick so just understand right. it may be a few minutes before we get you but we will get you have yep. you know have, me, uh, we if, will if, definitely if, get you so Robert how about the call- Warriors game yeah uh, if if you guys uh, call in we're definitely going to get to you yes. because callers are important uh, as far as the Warriors are concerned uh, they played very well the first two games but. Uh, on let's see, today is Tuesday. On Sunday, the Warriors did not play very well at all, and Dallas could have taken full advantage of the fact that the Warriors were having an off-shooting night. But Dallas, they didn't play very well either, and uh, it basically came down to uh, playoff experience. There's a lot more Warriors that have playoff experience than there are Mavericks. And Golden State managed to figure out a way to win the game, 109 to 100 on Sunday. And now Dallas is in a situation where they're down 0-3, and no team has ever come back from a 0-3 deficit to win a series. So um, Dallas is in serious trouble if they can't play their regular. It's over. And Doncic has been doing fine. It doesn't seem like they've got a, a good number two or whatever to go to. You know, the, no. you'd really need two, two or three guys. You can't do it with one guy. No. 
Um, you know, uh, uh, hey, Luca is a wonderful player, and he deserves everything he gets, but he's got to have some help. Uh, I mean, Jason Kidd hard to, hard to get. Hey, uh, he hard to get a raise for the way he's. I mean, bring this team all the way here, and they don't have enough pieces. I mean, th- that's a job in itself. You no, know, I have a feeling this series. If it's not over tonight, it will be on on Thursday because Dallas is the. They don't have enough to compete. You know. No, they're they're done. And yeah. the one thing, of course, you you look at it from the Warriors' point of view. Keep going, Celtics in Miami. Keep playing. Keep playing. You know the yeah. now. Now there is a four day uh, gap. Even if the, the thing goes to the series, cannot start before June second, the final. So even if. Uh, one of these teams wins on Friday, and there just won't be any NBA. And then the Warriors have already won. There won't be any NBA basketball for six days. So that'll help whoever, Miami or the Celtics, uh, whoever makes it, you know, get right. a little bit of rest and get some of these guys back a little bit better than they are. But, right. um, you know, Golden State will have, and, uh, should have some time off here. Right. And so you, you were saying Chuck Cooperstein will not win the game. Chuck, right. Chuck Cooperstein will miss tonight and the next game, games four and five, due to the death of his mother. Mark Followell will fill in for uh, Chuck. And obviously, I'm sure Chuck is, is tuned in to us. Uh, yes. Chuck, our thoughts go out. Yeah, you know, right. You know. Yeah, Mark Followell is a TV voice. He used to be the radio voice for the Mavericks before okay. they hired Chuck Cooperstein. Yeah. Okay. And and you yeah. know what? Chuck yeah. Cooperstein is, is a very good announcer. Yeah. So, it, you, you know. Both of them are. Both of them are. Yeah. Mark Followell is also, so you'll, you'll like him when you hear him. He's real good yeah. at it. Uh, no matter who you listen to in the Warrior Mavericks series, you're, you're not going to have any complaints. Well, and if you like, the, if you listen to the ESPN feed, that's Mark Kestisher. He's good too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. And, and Kevin Harlan on TV. And, and Kevin yeah, Harlan yeah. on TV. Now the uh, that's correct. The uh, radio feed for the other the Eastern series, the Celtic series uh, for ESPN, that is Mark Jones and Doris Burke. So that's a good crew too. Uh huh. Yep. And so does does anybody have any more on the uh, Warrior series here? No. No, I, I think I that's it. I think okay. it's over, Chris. You know, All right. We have some news and notes. And to show that you can't do it by yourself, Giannis uh, is the first ever player with 200 points, 100 rebounds, and 50 assists in a series, in a seven-game series. And, of course, they didn't win it because he didn't have Chris Middleton. He didn't have somebody else to really consi- consistently back him up. So, I mean, he did all he could. And he was, you know, uh, really working hard but couldn't beat, you know, when you have – you're going against three or four guys or guys, three or four people that you can legitimately think may step up for different parts of the game, and you're about the only one you can count on in your team if it doesn't work. So they had the, the draft lottery last week, and the one is Orlando, and we – uh, kind of were misinformed. We were talking about Orlando uh, being uh, number one in a lot lately, and I think we were mixing them up. We had uh, Orlando won it in uh, 92, and they took Sha- Sha- Shaquille O'Neal. And number three, they took uh, Chris Weber and then traded him for Penny Hardaway. Yeah, and in, 04, they, in 93, yeah, 93, yeah. What did I say? Oh, the number three. 93, 93. Yeah. And then in 04, it was uh, Jawan Howard who, who got it. So. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. Yeah. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. I got all these Michigan guys because we had Chris Weber. Jawan is the coach of the University of Michigan. That's, That's right. Correct. Yeah. So anyway, we got into trouble this year. So anyhow, um, yeah, so Orlando got the number one. Now, the one thing I will say is when they got those number one picks, in oh, uh, 92 and 93, and in 04, they got finals appearances out of them. They didn't get a championship, but uh, they did go to the finals in 95, and they went to the finals in 09 with uh, with Howard. So, you know, whatever. We'll see. Yep. Now, number two, uh, let's see, was I'm looking through here. I think it was Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City was number two. Yeah. Number three was Houston. Number four was Sacramento. And number five was Detroit. 
Yep. And the draft will be June 23rd in New York. Yep. So there you go. And then we have a little uh, go around about the Lakers coaching job. Seems like every year we have a go around about the Lakers coaching job. <laughs> yes, we do. A couple of years, yeah. but the Lakers, uh, Milwaukee assistant Darvin Ham is in contention. He's interviewed for it. Golden State assistant uh, Kenny Atkinson uh, and the former head coach of uh, Portland, Terry Stott. But then uh, they would also like to talk to Doc Rivers. And uh, as we know, uh, they announced, Philadelphia announced last week that they would like keep Doc Rivers. So if Doc Rivers goes there, there would certainly have to be a transaction. They're not. You know. It sounds not like, it it sounds like Philly contract. It sounds like Philly is saying no go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're not going to let him. They're not going to let him at all. And Doc's already no. coached in L.A. He, he's coached in L.A. with the Clippers. Uh, you know, I, I think he's happy in Philadelphia, you know. Yeah, I think I so. I wonder how him and – how would him and LeBron get along? That's what I'm wondering. I don't know. I have no – Well, I assume that LeBron is involved in this process, isn't he? Because oh, LeBron's, LeBron's picking the coach. You know that. Oh, it's LeBron's yeah, right. choice. He always does. And, Le- and speaking LeBron, of Juwan, who- Yeah, go ahead. There goes Sean out to left field again. Okay. I, think he's, I think he's moving through dead, dead zones. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so we'll see about Doc Rivers. I mean, he, he's great with the media. Of course, he's been in the media, was in the media for years. He knows what to do. And yep. uh, that, that's part of the battle, and especially in a major market like that. And, uh, but he's got, M, he's got Embiid there. If they can figure out what they want to do, with, does, would he rather deal with Harding or Westbrook? You know, because you got Westbrook uh, well, going to be there forever. Well, you know? no, uh, according to what I read this morning, Chris, the Lakers uh, teams are interested in acquiring Westbrook, yeah. but, the, okay. but they want yeah. they, they. I don't they know want, why they want a first round draft pick from the Lakers to take him off their hands. Yeah, well, so, I and don't remember know. they're not going to get it. Remember, they're not going to get it at all. Remember Westbrook in the final year of his contract. Why would you? Why would you want to to acquire that contract for forty seven million? Well, that that's. I was just going to get to that, Perry. I don't understand why people are interested because that's going to cripple your salary cap. This is not like baseball where you can where you have a luxury tax. The NBA and NHL have hard salary caps, and oh. Russell Westbrook is going to take up forty seven million. Yep, I mean, and he's a cancer to the team. Yeah, he certainly was to the Lakers. So yeah, yeah, I, I don't get it. So no, who no. knows? So I mean, hey, they can ask for the moon, you know, and then people and they yeah. and they can start rumors of their own that says this. Uh, there's teams out there that want. By the way, uh, right. there was a story that Bradley Beal is getting ready to re-sign with the Wizards. So that was yeah. one that was out there yeah. this year. So we'll see yeah. about that. But well, there was one time. One time there was thought about him coming here because he and Jason Tatum are friends. But um, anyway, it sounds like he's going to stay with the Wizards at least at this point. But we'll yep. find out a lot more about that later. Any other NBA uh, tidbits? Nope. That's uh, it, I think. Nope. All right, so we're going to the... Before, uh, before we go to hockey, Dick is back. Uh, Dick, I know you didn't have your hand up yet, but you're already unmuted, so um, what did, what would you like to talk about? I know you had your hand up earlier. Hello, boys. Yeah, I hey, hey Dick. Hey, Dick. Go away. Um, well, you know, the NBA, the playoffs have been disappointing, really. I mean, no really good, exciting games, not many. Not um, this round, no. I mean, Celtics Take away that, take away that Minnesota-Memphis series, which was good. That was good, and the Celtics-Milwaukee series was good. You know, you had some blowouts, but you had two or three close games in that one and good comebacks in the fourth quarter. So the Celtics-Milwaukee was a lot more traditional. These two series have not been lived yeah. up to much of anything. The hockey right. playoffs have been a lot more interesting this year than the NBA. So. You know, but even oh, – yeah. and, we'll and we'll get to that in a minute. Even that, though, has been kind of strange. Not as good as usual. Yeah. 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 
No. And to change real quickly with uh, Bill, you'll be happy with Foles. I think he's a pretty good, decent backup. I think he'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Bears could have gotten something for him, but no one, they knew they were going to cut him. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. You got him for nothing. But mm-hmm. at the Bears, it's going to be a long, long season for the Bears. Yes, it is. Like a lot of football down the road. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I think, oh, um, Chris, can I hear Boston anywhere on the uh, on the internet? That yourself- oh, for the Celtics? Sports yeah. Hub, Yes. The Sports Hub, yeah, that's that's where the Celtics are. And now, I don't know if they stream nationally them. You know, obviously they're on Sirius no, XM they and they're on. No, they don't. They, they don't, don't nationally. No, they don't. So, so yeah, but they're on. Uh, they're on, of course, Sirius XM, and they're on the. Uh, you know, uh, it, you know any kind of apps that you might have or whatever. But uh, they're they would very be. Good. They would be if you have an A device or or a Google device. Yeah, I, I would a device. Yeah. You, yeah, you can probably get. You could get it there if you. I don't know if you have the tune in live still, but if you did, you can certainly get it there. Yeah. Now is it free or I got to pay for it? Uh, you can you can do a you can do a trial with it, Dick. But if it, I think it's oh, okay. what is it, Sean? Two or three ninety nine, something like that. Two ninety nine or three ninety, yeah, depending on if you're a Prime member. If you're a Prime member, it's two ninety nine. If not, it's three ninety nine. And you can get it for forty dollars a year for twelve months. So yeah. it's it's as cheap as it's ever been. Yeah. For and that gives you NFL, what? Except for the Baseball, NBA, hockey, and I, I would bet the NBA will be back. Oh yeah, they'll season. be back, but yeah. it's forty bucks a year, which is a little over three dollars a month. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a deal. And, yeah, and they're not way behind. Like uh, if you listen to it with the eight person, my God, they're way behind. It depends on how they get them. Like, for example, MLB isn't that bad. Like, if you have MLB and you're listening to a ball game, that's not far behind the the actual broadcast. But SiriusXM, if you go and get it that way, that's three minutes behind. At least. So yeah, MLB. I get MLB.com. Yeah, those are those are pretty close. They're not far at all. Yeah, I I would look at that, but probably wait till uh, football. Yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. But anyhow, but no, the the uh, uh, you know Sean Grandy and Cedric Maxwell are great, and uh, you know we were talking about Dallas and Golden State, so you should have a good you know Miami is a little, you know out there, but uh, Miami just is in a lot of their sports. That's just the way their yeah. announcers are. Yeah. I tried to listen. To, yeah, I tried to listen to the Panthers to, for about five minutes. I'm like, I can't do this. This guy is. Yeah, no, Miami and Denver are terrible when it comes to sports broadcasting on on radio. It's they're yeah. uh, not good. Yep. Hey, the Dolphins haven't had a good announcement since Rick Weaver. Oh, that's true. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think who they had after Rick Weaver and before uh, this guy. Jimmy cephalo has been there for a while now. Yeah. I can't even I, think I, who it was. Oh, and, David, with, and, with, and, with, and with Denver, uh, Robert, the Rockies aren't yeah. bad. They're, Oh, okay. I, haven't, I haven't heard the Rockies lately. So Jack, uh, yeah. Jack Horgan and Jerry Schemmel, they're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, okay. they are. No, okay. you know, well, Logan's not bad for the, the Broncos. He's okay. He's okay, but he doesn't get uh, that. Would be a Denver touchdown. You know, he's a little yeah, bit he, like that. He, you know, he's a little monotone. You know, but this year he's got Russell Wilson, so he may have a little more enthusiasm than he's had in the past. Well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. It is 346. We better get on to hockey. Okay, hockey. Yeah. All right, here we go. Well, hockey is uh, moving along, and Tampa Bay took care of Florida four games to none. And yep. uh, really, uh, they're, they're, you're right, Robert. There goes the uh, President's Trophy again. You can't win yep. the Stanley Cup. I don't know who, who – David, if you're listening to this, you could look up and tell us when the last President's Trophy uh, winner won the Stanley Cup, but it won't be Florida. Hey, they got their – they got their uh, playoff win in 26 years. You know, they're happy, but yeah, uh, yeah. actually they're not. I mean, they won the division, and, and Tampa Bay is just hard to beat. They've had, a lot, like we said, the NBA. They've got a lot of experience. Uh, you know, their goalie is good, 
And, uh, you know, so they're, they're now waiting for the winner of the Carolina Rangers series. As Rick says, all 10 Carolina games have been won by the home team and mm-hmm. Carolina leads the series against the Rangers two games to one. The, the interesting thing about Carolina series and, uh, you know, and, uh, with compared to the series that they had before, and the same thing can be said for the Rangers, Rangers and, and Penguins had a really wild series with a lot of goals. Carolina and the Bruins had a pretty good number of goals too. And now they're playing very low scoring games. So it's really yeah. kind of weird to figure that out. Yep. So, I don't know, but Carolina, I have a feeling Carolina is going to win it again. The Rangers are kind of young, uh, but uh, you know, they did get a win and we'll see it tonight. They're playing tonight. So that's the key game. Again, like the Celtics made a series by winning last night, you get behind three to one and you lose one of your home games to do it. It makes it very difficult. Yeah. And that's what no, St. And, Louis yeah. And I, ahead, I, I, view, I view Tampa Bay kind of like the Warriors, Chris. Uh, you know, here's a team that, you know, has won back-to-back cups. They're, they didn't have a very good regular season up to their standards. But yet, uh, since they've all been there before, they turn it on during the playoffs, and they're, they're going to be a difficult out for whoever plays them. And if so, Tampa Bay wins it, I think that'll mean that the first time anybody's won that many cups in a row since the Oilers in, uh, you know, in the 80s or 90s or whatever. That's like, correct. Yeah. Or the Islanders won the four in a row, but actually, no, that's right. The Oilers won 84 and 85, and then the Canadians won it. Then the Oilers in 86. Well, and then the Oilers won Oilers in 87 and 88. And then Calgary in 89. So, yeah, the Oilers yeah. were interrupted. So it's really going back to the uh, Islanders who won the four yeah. in a row. So yeah. that's, that's something. And uh, Colorado, though, um, Robert, I mean, uh, Perry, you, you, you're now up three yeah, games to I one over St. I think that series is about done. Colorado is going to win. Yeah, yeah they, I know. Colorado is a uh, very, very, yeah, very good team. Yes, they yeah. are. But the blue, but you know, the Blues have had a the Blues have had a lot of chances in this series and have not taken advantage of them. Yeah, yeah. But again, losing that fourth game at home when you're the same yep. thing Rangers face tonight. When you're in a series and you're behind uh, two to one and you've got the fourth game at home, you really need to win it because then yes, you yes, you're you behind three to one and you're going to do two of those on the road. That's very difficult to do. Yep. So. Anyway, and Edmonton and Calgary, Robert says it's going seven games. And, uh, uh, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying this series because it, it's old time '80s hockey. I mean, they haven't scored a, they haven't had a low scoring game yet in the series. You know, they, they, uh, and there's been a lot of fights, and it's, it's a lot of old time hockey. When when you get two rivals together like this, you never know what, how it's going to turn out. But mm-hmm. this has been a lot of fun to watch. And Edmonton leads Calgary two games to one at this point. Yes, and, they do. Uh, I think they're playing again tonight. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. I've been listening to some of that. And yep. then uh, now here's a name out of the past. And I didn't even know he was good. Co- I don't follow hockey as closely as I do the other sports. I did not even know he was still coaching. Rick bonus. Rick was oh, yeah. fired. He resigned as Dallas coach. And I didn't even know he was, he was still around. Yeah. yeah he's been the Dallas coach for the last few years. But again, Chris, this is a situation where teams are going to put their bids in for Barry Trotz. Yeah. And, uh, so Dallas is going to be one of those people. Las Vegas is going to be one of those people. Uh, I'm sure Philadelphia is going to put their bid in today, although today they interviewed John Tortorella. Uh, why you interview him, I have no idea. I think the game has kind of passed him by a bit. But I, I think a lot of teams, are, until Barry Trotz either says he's not going to coach or until he gets a, a job, I think a lot of teams are going to wait to see what he does. Rick, what did you think of the comments that Don Sweeney made this week? It seems like he's not so sold on, uh, you know, on, on, the, on our 
on Cassidy, no. No, no, he's not a sure thing to come back, which if, if they're going to get rid of him, I wish they would do it quickly so we would have a chance at Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. yeah. Rick, uh, like I said last week, I think Boston, if they get rid of Cassidy, Boston's going to be one of those teams. So. Yeah. yeah, oh, I would well, that's love fine. That. That's fine. I was surprised well, that Don Sweeney's coming back. I thought they, I thought he had. He hasn't done I, I much. He was, but done, no, and his his drafting has been terrible. Yeah. No. Well, Cam Neely said that he was going to bring him back, and he's yeah, going to sign him to a contract extension. Well, this, the this reminds Cam me. Neely is, is old friends with Don Sweeney. You know, that's right. You know, it, it, it's almost it's almost the kind of thing where if you're going to get rid of Sweeney, you have to get rid of you get rid of Cassie, him too. Yeah. 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 And then, well, it goes back. Remember, Rick, when we had uh, Michael Connell, who never did anything, and, he, and Harry Sinden kept him for years. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's the same kind yeah. of thing. Yep. And, uh, but, but no, I don't know. I, I was surprised about not necessarily Don Sweeney. I, I was surprised they did talk about Cassidy because now what he I said was, too, yeah. yeah, what he said was because I read the article in the Globe. And what he said was that he doesn't give a, a long enough leash to some of the younger players that if they make a mistake, they're not back. You know, they don't bring them back in. You know, uh, later in the game or they don't get to play the next game or whatever. The other thing that people commented on, and I forget if it was about uh, whether it's uh, they they do too much passing. They don't dump it in and chase. You know, sometimes it. To, yeah. You just want to get it into the zone, dump and chase, create chaos, and see what you can do. And they're going to go back to this one, back to that one, back to this one, back to that one. And then finally, it takes – what's it take, Rick, about 30 seconds to get a shot in the power play all the time? Because well, they're I mean, passing I'm the ground you, so much. At the end of the season, their power play was so bad that it, it was almost like, um, can we do like football when we refuse the penalty? You know? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. So we'll see. They could get in the trots uh, sweepstakes, but you you think also that uh, you know you would want to get in there earlier. But I think yeah. bonus. I was trying to remember when bonus was the coach. It wasn't. They weren't good years. I think it was the early two thousands. Oh. I think it was before Julian. Uh, you know, yeah. because we basically the last two uh, been Julian and, and Cassidy for about well, uh, didn't Claude Julian replace Dave Lewis, Chris, as coach? Because Dave Lewis was there too. So. I don't even yeah. remember him. I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, anyway, any other hockey stuff before we move on to baseball? Uh, the uh, the lottery was held, and we forgot to mention it last week. And Montreal won the lottery, and I don't have the order in which people are going to pick after that. But the uh, NHL draft will be in Montreal July seven and July eight. And the, and the Bruins have no first round choice. So, no, there you go. They don't. Okay. So anyway, and now Pierre, it's time for Pierre to wake up. Yep. Yeah. And Pierre, baseball. while you're waking up here, uh, the first game is the first game is over. It is uh, Alabama five, Georgia three, and the second game will start here momentarily. But uh, okay. Before we go to baseball, Jerry would like to talk uh, about something. I know it isn't okay. the fitness this time, Jerry. So what would it, what is it this, That's time? this time? It could be uh, hockey. The latest word on the death of Dwayne Haskins, um, the local media is saying that uh, he had twice the legal limit of alcohol in his system. Yep. 2-0, yes. Yep. And he was on some drug they used to sedate people that I can't remember the name of, but that's a, that's the way that is. And uh, right. the Steelers haven't made a statement yet that I know of, but if I hear, you know, I'll let you guys know on a good and his wife said that she would ask people to withhold judgment until they hear the whole. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. If the I were to steal is since he's no longer with us, and they've already said, you know, he's a good kid, and I, I don't think if I were the Steelers, have have anything to say. I mean, no, I wouldn't say anything. Off season, you know, I mean, stuff happens, you know. Yep. So 
Anyway, okay, well, that's good, Jerry, because we were going to mention that in the NFL segment, so that's good that we yeah. got that done. Okay, so for the baseball, the Yankees are starting to struggle. They've actually lost uh, four out of the last five games. Uh, so uh, and now, and they've also got a big injury because um, Chad Green, who's one of their big setup guys, is now having Tommy John surgery uh, any day now if he hasn't already, and he's going to be out all the rest of this year, of course. And they and now, and they the now have year. a Josh Donaldson problem too, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, yeah, they, they do. So the Yankees are twenty nine and thirteen, Tampa Bay twenty four and seventeen, Toronto twenty two and twenty. The Red Sox are nineteen and twenty two. Well, remember they were ten and nineteen, and now they swept the Seattle here. They won nine of their last twelve, so they went four and fourteen to get nine games under. Now they won nine of their last twelve to be up to nineteen and twenty two. So um, it'll be an interesting series with Chicago because, remember, Chicago swept them in close games. So if you sort of go by the law of averages, the Red Sox might be due to win a couple in Chicago. But we'll see about and that. Stor- and Trevor Story is hot right now, guys. He is. So, he is. We'll yeah. be talking about that, too. Uh, and Baltimore's uh, 18 and uh, 25. In the and, Central of course, Mid- Baltimore called up uh, Adley Rushman, their number one uh, prospect in um, you're hearing a lot of people say that the Orioles are just about ready to become competitive and turn the corner. Well, they've got a few players. You know that uh, Cedric uh, Mullins is pretty good, and you know they have three Fred or four Lancini's, guys. Mancini's okay. good, but oh, one of the things that was I was listening to a lot of the Yankees game on uh, Thursday, and I was actually listening when Chad Green got hurt. And one of the things that they were talking about is the Orioles. I guess players are not allowed to say anything, but they moved the fences back. I forget how many feet in left field. 30. 30 feet, and that affects, you know, guys like, you know, they're saying, well, then we can get some pitching in here. Yeah, well, the hitters won't go, won't play in a park <laughs> like that. Well, they may not be allowed to say anything, but Trey Mancini did say something, and he said he didn't like it. Yeah, well, no. good for him. Good for him, because that's ridiculous. And it's it's also stupid when you're a team like this. Rick, do you remember the pennant porch in 1964 when oh, yeah. um, Charlie Finley decided, because he was going to have Jim Gentile, and I don't know if Rocky Colavita was a lefty or not, but anyway. No, he was right in Yeah, well, right-handed. anyway, he moved the fences uh, in because he was going to have these guys, especially Jim Gentile, that was going to hit all these. And he says, the Yankees have been doing it for years, and that's why they win, because they have the you know right <laughs> short right field. And yeah, well, yeah, they finished like eight. So whatever, yeah. you know. If you're the, a team like the Orioles, team like the A's were at that point, it's ridiculous to make these statements and do these things. And, you know, part of the fun of Camden Yards was, you know, having the uh, unusual angularities, as they call it. And, you know, moving the fence out, I mean, I don't know. I, it, it doesn't. It's ridiculous. But anything the Orioles could do, they'll do wrong. And, you know, this, the, yeah, they may have three or four prospects. Let's see if they keep them you know, for any length yeah. of time yeah. and re-sign them. That's yep. the point. So anyway, so the Orioles are 18 and 25 in the central Minnesota, 20 and 16 white Sox are second to 21 and 20 Cleveland, 18 and 20 uh, Kansas city, 14 and 27 Detroit, 14 and 27. So those, those two. And now I expected more out of both of those teams. They're not doing too well yeah. uh, in the uh, let's see in the uh, West Houston is 27 and 16. The angels are 26 and 17. Texas is now 18 and 22. Seattle, having lost those four, are now 18 and 25. They started off pretty good, but they've really been struggling. They don't have much hitting in that lineup. When you listen no, to those games, and the, that's their problem. I mean, yeah, they picked up. I think people get too excited by off on the paper acquisitions, like a pitcher like you know uh, Ray, and everybody gets said, "Oh, Seattle is going to be a contender here." Well, no, they're 18 and 25, and Oakland is 17 and 27. Yeah. Uh, right. in, in the East, the Mets, even despite all their injuries, and we've got another one to mention when we get to it. They're 29 and 15, and they're well ahead. Philadelphia is 20 and 22. So they're the only team in that division that's over 500. Yep. Atlanta, 19 and 23. Miami is 18 and 22. And Washington is 14 and 29. So 
Other than the Mets, the National East is uh, not doing too well. In oh. the Central, we have uh, Milwaukee at 26 and 16, St. Louis 24 and 18. Those two are the class of the division. Got Pittsburgh at 17 and 24. The Cubs are at 17 and 24, and Cincinnati is at 12 and 29. And then in the West, we've got the Dodgers at 28 and 13. San Diego right on their heels at 28 and 14. San Francisco's been struggling a little bit now, back down to 22 and 19. Arizona, they, have, they have tons of injuries, Chris. Do tons. they? Okay. Yeah. Arizona's 22 and 22, and Colorado 19 and 22. So there you go with the baseball standing. So let's look at the news and notes. The Dodgers uh, said, uh, and I don't know how they are now, but Chinese star, Charlie Steiner and Jaime Harim, Harim uh, were not going to be able to announce because they both had COVID. Um, and I don't know whether uh, they are back or not, but they were not, not going not to be tra- traveling. No, not, not yet. In, uh, none of the announcers traveled in uh, of the crew traveled to Philadelphia or Washington for their trip. So. Yeah. That, that's what happened to them. Uh, Chris Paddock of uh, Minnesota out with, for the rest of the season uh, because of uh, Tommy John surgery. And again, same time of the year, maybe late next year before he comes back. Right. Uh, uh, Nate Ivaldi uh, <laughs> gave up, uh, up five home runs in uh, the second inning of last week's game on uh, Tuesday against Houston, 9-1 to loss. It was the eighth time a team had hit uh, five home runs in an inning, and he was the second pitcher to give up five home runs in an inning because usually they're pulled, but you yeah. can't pull your ace. Rick and I have always kidded about that. When you say he's an ace, you've got to stay in there extra time. And then a fan caught two of the two of the balls on the monster yeah. seat, so that was yeah. pretty amazing. Uh, and, and then Max Scherzer is out six to eight weeks with a high-grade oblique strain. So uh, that adds to already having DeGrom out, and now Scherzer's out. So the Mets, And the uh, update on DeGrom that I read this afternoon before the show started, uh, they're saying now that he might be able to uh, be back before the end of June. So, Well, okay. We'll Apparently see. the Mets are saying uh, they are going to take it easy because they have – you know, a pretty comfortable lead a game lead. Yeah. Yeah. So th- I don't imagine they're going to, he would like to get back, but I don't, I don't think they're going to let him rush back. No, right. I, I agree, Perry. I'm, I was just, you know, reporting right. what, what they put out there. So. Okay. One of the reasons for the Red Sox turnaround is Trevor's story. He had three home runs and seven RBIs on uh, Thursday night. And then on Friday night, uh, hit a grand slam home run. So 11 RBIs in two, two games. And, uh, so that was that was something, and then, of course that was the big problem. One of the big problems, you know, uh, really throughout, even as badly as they were playing, Bogarts and Devers and Martinez were hitting, and that w- that was all. Now they're starting to get some hitting from other sources. So we'll see if it continues. That's you know, and their bullpen's been a little bit better. Starters have always been pretty good. So we'll see what's going going to happen. We'll have to see. Uh, Justin Upton signed with Seattle for a one-year contract after being cut by the Angels, and Seattle will only have to play the league minimum because. Uh, you know, he was cut by the Angels. And the Angels uh, owe him quite a bit of money. Right, right. Uh, and he should be back in about three to four weeks. I think yep. Sean is having a, a battle with, with his new phone, it sounds like to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike no. Trout is the second player. Oh, okay, there you go. Okay. It, it did All sound, right. it was popping there for a while. Mike Trout was oh. the second player uh, for the Angels to uh, score 1,000 runs. He's uh, behind Garrett Anderson, whose uh, his career mark is 1,024. He's a third, third ever with 1,000 runs scored, 300 homers, and 200 steals with Mays and A-Rod. Those are the only other two to have ever done that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we already uh, told you that um, Chad Green is out for the Yankees with Tommy John. Uh, let's see. 
and for the rest of the season. Uh, and okay, on uh, okay, everybody got their Braille schedules last week, and uh, and we did want to explain a little bit about these Peacock games. They were not uh, nobody knew when they were going to be or which games they would be when this Braille schedules came out. So what's going on is, but you'll see put, times pushed back. Like last week. Um, you've got a two-hour window for Peacock games when they start at 11.35. So last week you had the Pirates, the Cardinals and Pirates starting at 11.35, and uh, then none of the other games could start until 1.35 because or 1.37 or whatever they right. chose. Because that, is, that is always going to be the Peacock time is 11.35. Even if they're going to be West Coast yes, games that is or always, Yes, because they don't want to start having to push things back to – you know, East Coast games, they don't want to have to start pushing those way back. So all the Peacock yeah. games are 1135. Okay. Now, this week, this week, it will be the San Francisco Giants at the Cincinnati Reds as your Peacock game on oh, Sunday. Boy. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the Giants, people want to watch the Giants, but uh, 835 for the, the, the that'll, you know. That'll be about as, that might be about as competitive as last week's game. Well, a baseball game, Cardinals you know, you're going to. Yeah, well, that was not a good game but i mean you you, you know it, it in san francisco i mean there's good good sunday brunch places in the bay area and a lot oh, of bloody marys at 8 it's in cincinnati you know? though it's in cincinnati. but the game but the fans will go into their local uh, establishments and watch the game you know they'll they'll be fine yeah everybody enjoys the giants games and so that's the deal so if you see games at 105 and 110 and all that on sunday take it with a grain of salt and assume they won't start till 135 and if you can have access to the schedules that perry puts up on uh, you know uh, Don uh, Don's Dan or wherever you can find them seven one two four three two three six four two board what Perry thirteen thirteen for schedules uh, you can get those and uh, check check out your Sunday schedule and then you'll know what's going on but the Braille schedules will not that have that information so any other baseball notes we need to cover yeah the, we probably should hit on this uh, apparently on on uh, sat- Saturday the uh, Yankees and the White Sox had an issue and it started apparently last year when Josh Donaldson was with the Minnesota Twins. He was apparently he was uh, upset with uh, Giolito, one of the White Sox pitchers, because he was using sticky stuff and he and Tim Anderson had started going around and around and apparently in 2019 Tim Anderson said in a Sports Illustrated article that he would in, in some manner would like to be today's version of Jackie Robinson, you know, changing the game and, and this and this. And Donaldson um, used the word Jackie on Saturday, and the Yankees took exception to it several and times. several yeah. times, yes. And then, and then apparently there was some exchange between Donaldson and uh, Grandall, the White Sox catcher, and then um, all heck broke loose. The benches yeah. emptied. Well, now the the end story is that Josh Donaldson has a one game suspension and a fine, which he is appealing. Even though I don't know why he would appeal a one game suspension, he's probably not going to get that lowered because no. I don't I don't know that when he used the word Jackie that it was quote racist, but I would also say it was probably unacceptable and unadvised to do yeah. it. So well, and, 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 and remember he was and remember with these two remember with these two, Anderson and Donaldson, they both do have problems with, with um I guess in a simple term running their mouth. They both have issues yeah. with that. They they both do it very well. They do, right? Um, yeah, and also uh, Don, Donaldson's going to avoid the suspension because I believe I believe it was yesterday, Perry. The Yankees put him on the COVID list. 
He so, is on the COVID list, yes. And, well, when he yeah, comes back, he, he'll serve the suspension. Yes, these, well, and t- after he has his hearing, I guess he would have to serve it. Or whatever, yeah. But the suspension yeah. won't go away just because you're on the COVID list. That's right. correct. But, but, I mean, the and, idea uh, is, one, the idea yeah. is, it's, it's, it's okay, Jackie, you'd say, oh, that's kind of honoring uh, Jackie Robinson. But the guy asks you not to do it. You still right. do it. Like, uh, I don't yeah. care what you say. It's like calling somebody boy or something. It's just like, right. I'm not going to call you a name. I'm just going to call you what I want to call you. I don't care what you want at all. Yeah. So that's the problem with it. You know? and, uh, well, and, it's, and, it, and it's just, it's, I mean, whether, and I mean, everybody can have their view, whether it was racist or not, but yeah. e- either way, it's unadvised and, right. you know, and, and, the, and I've Yan- not heard, and I've not heard the Yankees really come out and, and say anything. Well, I know, you know Aaron Boone said that he did not agree with what uh, Donald said. No, well, that's, said. that's good. Yeah. Uh, a couple other Yankee notes. It looks like our oldest Chapman, um, has some kind of issue. They they uh, did an MRI on his Achilles, and that came out uh, negative. But Aaron Boone said that the uh, IL is still possible for him. Apparently, he hasn't been pitching very well. well yeah, and, he's given up runs in five straight games. That's his issue. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, on top of that, if you're Steinbrenner and company, boy, you sure lowballed Aaron Judge because he must be very upset with the contract offer he got because he currently has 17 home runs and he's hitting them in bunches. So the more the more he keeps putting balls in the seats, the more he keeps getting hits, that price tag is going to go up. Yeah, he'll still be a Yankee though. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I, I think. I, don't I think know. he. I think he will. Uh, well, uh, Steve Cohen. If the, has if the come Yankees out. want him. He will be a Yankee. No, yeah. that, 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 uh, Robert's making a good point. If Steve Cohen wants him, yeah. and he'll, yeah. you know, why, why, what is better than taking the, no, the, the, the heart of the your team across heard, town? The, the, uh, the quote that I heard from Steve Cohen is he was not going to do it. Oh, well, I, I'm thinking uh, what, what a way to stick it to your New York yeah, rival. No, I, Steve Cohen said he was not going to do that. Okay, okay. But, uh, but no, that, was too, uh, that was also at the start of the season. Now, when he sees all the home now. His yeah. view may change. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, the, and the Red Sox fans are getting involved uh, about re-sign Xander. They're doing that a lot oh, yeah. at various points. So, uh, Based you know, upon just the stuff that I am hearing, though, Chris, it really sounds like Xander is, is unhappy with him and is going to, no matter what they do, he's going. he wants to Well, out. that was interesting because he said that he would, was willing to talk to them, and then Scott Boris stepped up and said, oh, no, 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 we don't do that wherever we can. Yeah, no. You know, so traditional Scott Boris client situation yep. where yeah. I think Xander wouldn't mind staying, but I'm, I don't think he's going to you know, give him such a hometown discount that the, they'd have to meet in the middle and give him more money than they're offering him now, that's for sure, because he didn't sign uh, what they offered right. him. But they right. did get story. I think that uh, my impression is that they're more looking to keep Devers than Xander. That's yeah. what I think, but I don't know because they now, wouldn't now, get story. As, as, as Red Sox fans, with you and Rick, who would you rather? If they, if you could only have one, who would you keep? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, Devers, Devers is really I good. I think yeah. Devers. Yeah, but but I think but, the the Red Sox the thing with Xander. The Red Sox are good at you know. Giving you offers, but not real offers. And the players get upset and they get mad and say, I don't want to stay here. So kind of like Mookie Betts. Him. But then the Red Sox afterwards can say, well, there's we nothing we can gonna... do. He, did, he, didn't, he didn't want to stay here. Yeah, that's what they'll say, no matter what yeah. happens. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, But getting story is an indication that they're more interested, I think, in keeping Devers than, than Bogart. So they better keep, they better not just end up with story in two years. Then I yeah. think people well, really go crazy. And well, because uh, look at it this way. If Xander leaves, 
story can move over to short topics. That's the idea. Never, yeah. never and you got third. the idea too is that you've got people coming up in in uh, the minor leagues. You know, they've got a good shortstop prospect down there too. So they've got some. You know, they've got some minor leaguers coming up. And uh, we ought to say, I, I kind of would like to see Kristen, uh, Tristan Cash, Cassius there, I think his name is, the uh, yeah. hot shot first base prospect, because uh, Bobby Dolbeck's doing nothing. Yeah. Well, he's on the injured yeah. list right now, so don't. Oh, well, wait, maybe Cassius will come up. Or Cassius. How about that, Chris? No, no, I know. Cass, Cassius is on the injured list. Oh, Cassius is. Oh, yeah. How about that, okay. Tom Gordon, Chris? Is he getting any better? No. Luckily, he wasn't on this week. It was a good, a good victory, and I think Joe and uh, Joe and uh, uh, Will are going to Chicago together. They were talking about it, so I think we're good for a while. Uh, Tom Gordon, uh, yeah, I'm glad. It, 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 the Tom Gordon report. We will keep it up uh, through the year and see if uh, he learns anything about anything. And we got Sean McDonough coming on board in a few weeks because he'll start doing uh, bat, the Red Sox yeah. in July. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's coming. So anyway, okay. Well, speaking, any more of, speaking of Speaking of coming, let's bring on uh, Pierre. How's it going, Pierre? Yeah. Uh, I was just wondering, y'all were talking about them uh, moving the wall back by 30 feet. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? The balls are already not carrying. Uh, um, P- hey, hey, Pierre, here's the reason. It's the Orioles. Yeah. Oh, that. <laughs> yeah. It's well, the well, Orioles. You know, and I think uh, we had said this the other day. There was an article, uh, something that uh, David USF put in today that we had about the about the ball. And there's no reason that you need humidors everywhere. You might need a humidor. And why if somebody just decides you're going to, all the balls are going to be the humidors to make everything even. Well, it can't be even if you've got dry climates in Arizona and in, in, um, you know, Colorado and you've got humid climates in Atlanta and Miami and right. it's uh, not going to work. It's you, oh. you know, who gave, who gave them? It sounds like uh, it's Ro- Chris, it's Rob Manfred. Science. Uh, yeah, it is. And it's just, just like it's the science. Orioles. It's Rob Manfred. Yeah. yeah. So, but but you know the the thing is the balls are all screwed up. They had everything fine for the last half of last year. Everybody was happy, you know, and then they messed it up. Yep. Yeah, I know the other well, night. Some... I know the other ahead, night. Here. I know the other night in the Mets game, Lindor hit hit a ball, and they said it was gone, and it just died. It it just died. Uh, Pierre, Pierre, I know we both listened to the Cubs. That's happened. Yeah, uh, I know to Patrick Wisdom, it's happened two or three times with the Cubs. You hit a ball, and Pat Hughes is thinking it's gone, and it's caught at the warning track. Right. Yeah. It just dies. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, and, and they do all the proper stuff, a 97-mile-an-hour pass ball off the bat at 104 miles an hour at 37.5 degrees. It should go over the fence. You would That's think. Right. Yeah. right. No, it's ridiculous, and they, they messed it up because, again, they, they they figured out the thing with the sticky stuff in the middle of last year. They had the balls the way everybody was happy with them, and then they said, oh, let's get a humidor, and let's do this, and let's do that. Now, they could have maybe, because they didn't have, the, again, showing that you got to think about science, that was from July on when it was warm. So you don't know what would have happened with cold weather with the balls that they had last year, too. But well, let's throw the humidor into the equation and not find out. You now, know. real quick, I know we have some NFL stuff we need to get through and all right. that, but um, the Cubs are going to have some interesting decisions. I mean, they have a lot of guys on the disabled list or the injured list, I guess we call it now. Yeah, uh, Nick Madrigal, um, among uh, several others. Um, right now at Iowa, we have David Bodie, Clint Frazier, uh, Sean Newcomb, just to name three that are here on rehab, mm-hmm. but they're going to have a lot of decisions to make. Because remember, every time you you bring somebody off the, the injured list, you're going to have to designate somebody, option somebody, and, and you know there's a consequence move to that is when some of these guys come back, you're going to have to option somebody off the 40-man. So they have a lot of decisions 
that are going to be coming up in the next oh two weeks or so. Jamal is as his hand up. How's it going, Jamal? And I'm sure he wants to hello. talk about the show. Hello, hello. how are y'all doing? Good. Are we Jamal, ready for you? the big uh, showdown this week of uh, socks against socks? Yeah, yeah, I haven't saw anything like the last show, Chris. I hope the White Sox are just fine in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Red Sox are playing a lot better now than they were then. Well, 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 speaking of showdown, I want to talk about the, the showdown that happened in New York over the weekend, particularly between uh, baseball's biggest jerk, and I'm being quite nice when I say this, Josh Donaldson and the stud he pulled. Uh-huh. Now, well, of well, well Jamal, the White Sox on Sunday certainly got the last laugh, didn't they? Well, yeah, they did. They swept the doubleheader from those guys. Yep. Yep. You know, but uh, but uh, anyway, I heard Mr. Dallas is getting some discipline for the comments he made to Tim Anderson, and which, among other things, he called him Jackie. Right. And yet some people some people are trying to say, well, that's not derogatory. Well, yeah, it is because you should just make it fun and take a cheap shot at, at, the, at the guy who they had what they named after, Jackie Robinson, the first black player to integrate baseball. So for people to say that that wasn't a racial remark, is, uh, I think being willfully ignorant. And I think Josh Nelson got what he deserved. And, you know, if I were LaRusa, and I would have heard him do that. Now he would have called him out for I would have he would have had a baseball I would have had my pitcher throw a baseball right in his ear. <laughs> well, and then what they ended up the last call that Sunday doubleheader, one played one game, one played the other game. So they weren't on the That's field correct. at the same time as it turned out. They yep. did that on purpose, by the way. Well, well, I'm sure they did, but like yeah. I said, Donaldson is Donaldson. But, you know, I heard all these people saying, well, it wasn't offensive. But to me, yeah, it was. I mean, that would be like saying, calling, someone call a guy like he saw Troy, Charlie Chen. I mean, come on. You know, it was ignorant. That was ignorant. Donaldson, from what I said, At the very, very least, Jamal, it is something he shouldn't have done. At the very, very least. Not to do it. Said not to do it. Right, right. Yeah, at the very, very least, I I, I would say it's something he shouldn't have done. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I said, it, and then last week he showed, not the, the series before, the Sox and Yankees play, you were shoving Anderson off of third base, and the Empire stepped in. Like I said, if I were LaRusso, after that I would have had, had my pitchers come right at his head. Mm-hmm. And, one, and, and what we don't know, Jamal, is uh, when, when they mm-hmm. had their little altercation, he and Grandall at home plate, you kind of wonder mm-hmm. if... Uh, Nick Marley, the home plate umpire, didn't basically tell both teams chill out the rest of the day, and if you do something back, I'm going to get in the middle of it. Yeah, there was a right, well, yeah. right. Well, well, in the case of Grandal, Grandal was sticking up for his teammates, sure. And Larusa, called him out, called Nelson as well, which 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 is amazing because Larusa at times in the past was not known to be in some quarters the most friendliest to. Like ball players in the past, even to the point Marcus Schoolman in the offseason say he would never sign with the Sox with Tony Lewis managing. So for him to call out Donaldson and say that shows me that it's that it was legitimate it was a bad situation. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Thanks. Good Jamal. job, Jamal. All right. So we do want to get to the NFL. We got about ten minutes to go, and we got James Bradbury, the uh, guys. Last week we were talking about him, and the uh, he's a cornerback for the Giants, and he's now going to be on the Eagles. 
so, uh, you know, the, he ended up not going to the Raiders. There was a thought that he would, but he did not, and he went to the Eagles instead. Yeah. So, uh, um, and he said in his press conference, I heard, uh, he wants to stick to the Giants, so he wanted to stay in the division. So. Oh, how nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Dwayne The Rock Johnson announced that the XFL would start on February 18th, 2023, a Saturday, on ABC and ESPN, and could have games on also on FX. Because I guess they four year deal. It's a four year deal. Four year deal, by the way. Yeah, yeah and they're going to be doing some of the rule, you know, rule experiments with the NFL and stuff like that. So we'll see about all that. Right. Uh, and then, and eleven officials will go from the uh, USFL uh, to the NFL next year. So uh, that's good. It's a bit of a training ground at the pro level for for officiating. I just uh, hope we. we that's I more just than hope the people these, that are actually watching it. <laughs> I just hope though that we don't have these problems with with. Uh, these rules, you know, like the rule things we're talking about. When we have something in AAA, you you just know darn well it's going to the major leagues. You just hope that sometimes they experiment. No, that isn't good because in baseball, anything that is done, it eventually makes it there. Because when the, when they first started the the runner on second base in the tenth inning, our general manager here, it'll never go to the major leagues. Uh-huh. And I I said that mm-hmm. day when my wife and I were listening, I said, mark my words, it will be in the big leagues, and darn if it wasn't. It is. Here it, it is. comes. Well, you got a little different attitude in the NFL. The NFL is actually uh, feels pretty stable about what they've got, and they're a little bit uh, slower to change on some of the rules just because you know they've they've they're the number one sport. So, and, and the baseball is thinking they've got to we got to speed up the game, we got to do this, we got to do that. But uh, of course, uh, the pitch clock would be good, but the, we don't have that yet. That's one good thing that would that would help. And uh, I think though, Chris, with the pitch clock, and you know, and I forgot to mention this in baseball when there is a rehabbing player from the major leagues, when that player is hitting, the pitch clock is turned off. Why would you do that? Uh, I don't know. That's, no, it's, that's just stupid. It's, if you're go by the uh, same rules. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Indianapolis is going to keep the combine for the NFL, uh, at least for next year or whatever. And year, uh, year, year after next Two year, years. year after. Two okay. Years. We already talked about the Dwayne Haskins uh, situation and we'll see yeah. if anything more comes out about that. Um, and I think any other NFL notes? No. Nope. Uh, Kyle Fuller, formerly of the Chicago Bears, today signed a one-year deal with the Baltimore Ravens. He's a cornerback. Okay. So, All right. And Rick, you're our NFL person. Do you have any more than that? As in what I just put out? No, it's pretty quiet. Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, for college, I know Sean has some stuff he wants to talk about. We'll run down some of these ABC games. They gave a sneak peek of some of their games that they're going to be uh, covering. Uh, you know, obviously not all of them. They're going to have games, you know, potential to have games each week or whatever. But on September 3rd, they're going to have Georgia and Oregon at the, in Atlanta at the Mercedes Dome. Then they're going to have Notre Dame at Ohio State that same night at 730. Then on the 4th, uh, Florida State and LSU will be playing. And that's at seven thirty on the Sunday night uh, before night before Labor Day, and on the twenty fourth of September, going to have Wisconsin and Ohio State to be determined for time. On October eighth, they're going to they're get the Texas Oklahoma game. That's not usually on ABC, is it? It's usually on Fox these days, hasn't it been? Well, it has been, but I I, uh, I think it was I, on ABC last year. Was it? No. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, I know anyway. it's usually. It's usually a noon game, uh, so yeah. whether that's what they'll do, I don't know. But they tend to do okay. that. And then on uh, Black, back and forth, ABC and Fox do it goes year to year. They rotate. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And and then of course, if they're going to uh, yeah, both be in uh, in uh, the SEC, then uh, we'll see what they do yeah. when they get to that point. And yeah. then on the on Black Friday, you're going to have uh, 
Florida and Florida State playing at seven thirty. So uh, that's your Friday night game on uh, on Black Friday. And, and then, uh, okay. Chris Mick Hubert, the announcer for the Florida Gators, is retiring after thirty three years. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I know who he is. And uh, so, Sean, you had a little. Uh, you know, wedding contest between uh, Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher the other day. <laughs> okay, it's still, and it's still it's still going on because Jimbo it's Fisher still going is, on. He's still yeah. running his yeah. mouth, so I imagine that uh, I imagine Greg Sankey is going to really get mad at him because he told them both to be quiet. Jimbo has not done that. Yeah, no. Yeah, Nick Saban basically accused Fisher. He he came out and said his name about doing some, uh, you know, the whole. Uh, I know they're paying all their players. Jimbo Fisher fired back. No, I'm not doing, we're not, you know, basically you're not allowed to get money until you sign with the school. And it was a back and forth. Saban came back and said, I don't care if they get it when they're on campus. I just want it done legal. NCAA is not going to look at it. Greg Sankey sanctioned both play, both coaches. Now next week they got their spring meetings. Saban and Jimbo Fisher are going to be together. And Saban also went after Deion Sanders and Deion Sanders like, Oh, but, but, you, but, J- but Jimbo yeah. is sti- Jimbo. Sean is after they were told after they were sanctioned. He's still out. There. Yeah, he said more. So Greg yeah, Sankey said- might Greg Sankey might have to get him again. Yeah, and 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 the A and M people are even kind of going. Wait a minute, he's been told by the school to kind of tone it down. But as you remember, Jimbo when he was at Florida State, he was not known to tone it down. He was not. Well, and keep, Saban, in mind, keep in mind, Jimbo yeah. Fisher is this. This is the same Jimbo Fisher that when Jameis Winston did some, uh, you know, let's just call it things that he shouldn't have. Jimbo Fisher, yeah, that and some <laughs> other things too. But he yeah. he kind of turned a blind eye. Yeah, and you know what? And and the NCAA already said, oh, we're not going to look into it because we don't know because it's, uh, you know, we don't have the staff. They're kind of turning, they're, they're, they're pulling away from all of this, basically. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, is who's beaten, uh, you know, the last few years, who's been one team that's really stood toe to toe with, with Alabama? It's been Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So, and and uh, by, the, by the way, another college story before we before we get out of here, uh, the SEC is looking into having their own college football playoff. I don't know how they think they're it, it would just be SEC teams that they're looking into it. Yeah, that's oh, one of 40. That's one of 40 things that they're talking about doing at the spring meetings. They're going to look at the pods and having the four pod winners play each other and then have a championship. And then the winner may play, you know, go into the regular playoff or something like that. They're looking and they got 40 different options they're looking at. Uh, another college football note, the Pac-12 has eliminated their divisions. So. Oh. Well, yeah. scheduling. Well, so, scheduling. I, I think you're going to see that with with all the conferences because what they want to try to do, since there's no rules now anymore, is you're they want to put their best two teams. So I mean, hypothetically, yeah. in the Big Ten, you could have Ohio State, and Michigan in the in the championship game, yeah. and nobody out of the West. Right. Yeah, they changed that rule. They changed that rule about the that if you have eleven or more teams, you have to have divisions. So the Pac-12, they're going to have it for scheduling, but they'll take the number one and number two team playing for the championship. That's the way they're right. going to do it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, speaking of scheduling, Sean, wrap her up. Huh? Yeah. All right. You can come back and tune in anytime. Download the podcast legendoldies.com or type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher. Tell your smart speaker to play Leg- uh, Sports Lounge Live from TuneIn Live from TuneIn, excuse me, or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. And hopefully next week the network will be fixed and we will see y'all later.